Mr. William. Oh. Bring me some steam. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you going to continue? No. Was oh. there more? I thought that was all there was. I Bring don't remember. Bring me some steam. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, give me some coffee. You remember the cream. Huh? Hey, you're good. You're good at Thanks. this. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go ahead and push the button and see what happens tonight. Poo. Poost? Poost. a button. See, it's getting worse. It, it's... What's poost? Poost, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Put, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Oh. And overcast. Episode 24, where we reach approximately one of your Earth Day's worth of cumulative premium podcasting content. Hi, I'm Scott Horn, and William Cooper would also like to say hi. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just auditing this podcast. You just continue. Oh, thanks for I'm standing up. This... You can have your seat yeah. now. Thank you. I'm taking a pass fail. <laughs> Can you take hello? A, hello? Can you take a fail? Fail? fail uh, can you take a fail? Whale? Is that one of the <laughs> options? <laughs> yeah, you 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 could. I mm. felt like I just ate a fail whale for dinner. Had mm. a, a potato, like I told you earlier, mm -hmm. the biggest potato I've ever seen in my life, and I ate all of it. That's great. You know, when I was successfully dieting. Um, I was weighing my russet potato every night. Were you? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, it's such a nice little ritual for yeah. the two is, of you. Is it 5.4 ounces or is it 8.2 ounces? You know, there's... Yeah. Gotta this get was that a... just right. I think this was 20, 24 pounds of mm. potato. Okay, there you go. Um, so I'm I'm sitting here in full carbohydrate. See, I can't even speak that. Um, carbro. Just, uh, carbro. I'm full... <laughs> I'm full of carbs, full of carbs and gas, ready to go. Well, good. Yeah. So I'm what, doing a thing. I think I'm, I think what I'll do is to save time and writing up the notes. I think I'll just write down what we say as we're saying. Hang on. <laughs> if only yes. there was some kind of speech to text system you could oh, run it through. And... No one's ever invented anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. Crazy talk. Yeah. So uh yeah, how's how's it uh how's it going down there in uh I think in I like to the think, woods. I like to think of myself as over here. Oh rather okay. than down we, here. That's right, it's true. You are out there. Mm -hmm. So how's it uh how's it going over there? Mm, over here it's fine. The uh mm -hmm. clippings cover the yard in very thick piles. Oh good. So um that looks so it's nice. Spring, finally. Not. Um, <laughs> I think I will be having this. Will be a a two cut week, I believe, for the lawn because wow, 
just catching up. You know, now that it's finally actually spring weather, uh, mm. it, the the flora is just making up for it. It's just going like gangbusters this week. Can't keep yeah, up with it. Yeah, and that's that's what uh, here we are talking about the weather again, like two old men. But uh, that's what it's like here too. It 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 finally switched into it had this weird start stop eighty degree fifty degree and now it's like settled into sixty headed towards seventy. It's this nice curve of like oh this is spring. So here too, yep, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm all yep. for it. Me too. I'm a fan of uh, the turning of the earth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so let's uh, let's get into it. So uh, let's do that. Follow up kind of stuff or I I do topics to discuss. Yes. Uh, one one follow up from way back. Uh, this may have been the first episode. I think. Um, this was back in November. So yeah, six months ago. That's about right. Uh, and I had discussed, um, purchasing and using a water pick. Oh, right. Um, that you were yeah. doing that super seventies thing. Right. And very exciting. Um, well, last night, uh, my lovely wife, uh, picked up the water pick to use it and she said, oh, it's, it's kind of weird. There seems to be some sort of like reddish mold around the inside of the thing. And I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not good. Mm-hmm. And I start, I'm like, does mold collect in this thing? I'm like, start to look at how to tr- take it apart. No way to take it apart. And I start Googling, and apparently mold collects so badly that there are these horror pictures of people who've taken the handles of their water pick apart, and it's just encrusted with black mold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not good to spray in your mouth. And I know exactly how this is happening. You, you know, you're using the thing, and then you set it up. Mm-hmm. And water runs down the tube into the body. You got it. Right. Um, that happens in a the normal drain in your in a sink in our sink. We have a big problem with that. I we have to uh, clean them out. Clean. I have to take the trap off and clean them out regularly to get rid of all that black gunk that builds up in them. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are we're going to toss this away, and we uh, spent most of the evening last night. Researching the the best ways of trying to prevent this from happening again in another water pick. So I'm thinking you hang it upside down somehow. That is that is definitely going to be part of it. Gravity um, works. Yeah, letting it drip out. We're also going to be passing um, uh, <laughs> gas. No, we're going to be passing a, a solution of hydrogen peroxide through the system oh, every so often. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yep. Yep. And uh, doing some other things with they, some people recommend um, uh, soaking the handle in uh, white vinegar solution every month or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's stuff that we'll be doing, but you know, it, I, we just didn't even think about this, and now right. it's like if we take the handle apart to see how bad the situation is, you we've broken might, it. it. Not <laughs> only that, but you may have put yourself off of the thing entirely. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I just want to share that, you know, if, um, I don't know if anyone is thinking of using a water pick or has used one or it will ever listen to this with a water pick, but uh, you need to clean that, that stuff out and um, mm-hmm. and use gravity. Gravity is your pal. Mm-hmm. Don't do it like we did. Do not, do not, you know, 
flip gravity the the middle finger because gravity will get you. <laughs> <laughs> gravity wins in all cases. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there was about uh, that was it for my dental uh, okay. follow up. I've got a related dental thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm actually may have mentioned uh, if not this particular story some something like this before that my parents were awfully er- deferential to my opinions when i was young mm-hmm. and living at home that, yeah and uh the f- first time my parents took me to the dentist i was 14 which is pretty old to be going to Dentist for your first time, even yeah. in, even in the seventies, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the seat beltless seventies. It was still yes, but yes. Um, I went to the first visit. Dentist, you know, looked through my mouth and told me I had three cavities that needed to be filled next time I came back. And so I left and told my mom I'm not going to the dentist anymore. And they never made me go again. Wow. How do you think that worked out for me? Not so great. No, not so great. No. I would imagine. Um, now, when did you go again? Well, I'll get to that. But first I, I need oh, to. Okay. Uh, need, I know my uh, my mom at least listens to the show. And mom, yes. I don't want you to feel bad about this. The, the confidence I got from being listened to by adults <laughs> really helped me blunder my way through all through my career. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, she, and she's like, uh, you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> that, that ability to speak authoritatively that I learned at a young age has, you know, I, I've been faking it till I made it. You just fake it till you make it thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, started early. Have Have you made it yet? No, I'm still faking it. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah. I hope one day I'll make it. Fake it till you stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, it was a good caveat. That's, that's a good disclaimer. They're good. <laughs> okay. Very good. But yeah, it wasn't until I moved to Columbus on on my own and I got a toothache in one of those, I'm sure it was in one of those cavities that went unchecked for the next 10 years. Yes. And uh, being without insurance to pay for a root canal, I just had the guy pull it. Ah, uh-huh. And over the years after that, it's buddies on either side and above also went away <laughs> <laughs> they just leave they just well, had it when, you, like, when you pull a tooth out of here, it, it, when you just pull a tooth like that it makes the things around it unstable yeah and if you don't fill it you know you don't replace it with a you know with you know bridge work or whatever right and so i lost even more teeth and it was you know now now things are stable like you know things are handled and uh but I had no idea. I didn't didn't know that about you at all. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um 
as a result of that not starting to pay any serious attention to that till I was well into my 20s, almost 30 before it really got fixed, you know. Wow. Um, but I'm sad Don't... to report that I've passed this uh, parenting style on. Oh, and no. one of my children finally went to the dentist at age 14 this week. And uh, unlike me, she was thrilled to get all this information from them to tell them, telling her what she should do to make her teeth whiter and make her gums better and all this stuff. And she's into it, which wow. is, which is great. That's great. Uh, but the poor dear, she's got a bit of dental work to suffer through. Cause I mean, we didn't take her because we suddenly decided that we should do a responsible thing. She came to us and said, I've got a lot of pain over here. This needs looked at, <laughs> and her teeth are crowded. She's got she's got to have uh, several of them removed in the oh, back wow. because everything oh. is bunching up. It's all bunched up, and um, so she wow. has to go in for oral surgery. You know, and feel bad for her. Oh, and you know, I guess the bright side is that that would have been the case whenever we took her in, they would have figured that out. And I don't know that right. it would have been better for an eight-year-old to go through that than a 14-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. So any, any way I can make myself feel better about this, I will take. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I also didn't go to the dentist until I was in my early teens and, uh, I had, uh, I think it was 13 cavities mm. that I had to have filled. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, after that, I too said, I'm not doing this again. And I was allowed not to do it again. <laughs> so we have a very similar well, story. Well, they probably saw that bill from 13 fillings. Yeah. I'm the, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. This is, this is, that was not fun and I'm not doing it. So, uh, it was a long time and I, I went back because, uh, of pain as well. Uh, but it was a little, it was a little earlier, um, you know, toward my twenties and, Mm -hmm. Um, I did have insurance and got it taken care of and then I've kind of gone ever since, but I did have a long time. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I may have been 14 when I went, you know, <laughs> finally. Um, maybe that, I was just, yeah, maybe again, I'll take this opportunity to not feel so bad about it. Maybe that was normal back then. Maybe it was. It certainly isn't now though, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that w people were so huge on things like flossing back then. For instance, I don't think that was like, you know, so, I don't know, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe no, it was and I just didn't do it. I don't it know. It was and we didn't do it. I mean, I, I remember in sixth grade they made a big deal about tooth care. Oh, yeah. I think I do remember this too. I think there was a... Um, the science was understood that if you, if your teeth are bad, your health is bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a very similar, a very similar tale um, and that kind of, um, makes me think of, of something else. You know, we, we, you know, I kind of talked about offline a bit and I'm finding that, you know, as, as I'm heading into this age and, and my wife's finding this too, especially in this era of, of healthcare and sort of holistic medicine and, and physical therapy is really big and, um, you know, there's, you just don't, the answer isn't always, we'll take this pill and go away. 
mm-hmm. what the answer usually is is well you can solve this but it's going to take it's going to be two 10 minute sessions of doing x thing a day okay great so uh i'm doing that right now because i sit at a desk uh so i'm doing these little stretches and things because if i don't then my my body turns into just this crab creature uh (laughs) that frightens all the kids in the neighborhood and um i'm i also had had this thing with my feet where i had to get insoles and uh the person at the thing said well you know wear them an hour a day and do this for a week and do this twice a day and i'm also having a thing with my eyes as a result of computer use where uh i'm suddenly not able to wear contacts and i'm not sure why that is but uh my eye doctor told me that people who stare at computers a lot blink 80 percent less than other people 80 mm. percent less so what happens over time is your body gets used to not blinking that much so you just stop blinking very much. <laughs> right, and, and that's then you're... detrimental to, <laughs> right. especially if you're wearing contacts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm now on a on this thing that I'm doing for him a few times a day. The point of this whole story is you get enough of those 10-minute, 15-minute, twice-a-day things, and that's all you're doing all day. <laughs> you're just... <laughs> I'm just imagining you sitting, <laughs> sitting on the train heading home just <laughs> blinking maniacally. That's right. As an exercise and freaking out everybody else on the train. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> one of the exercises is rapid blinking. I'm sure it I have, is. I have to do it 10 times at least a day. And it looks like I'm having a seizure. <laughs> so I have to Perfect look around. for the train. Yeah, make sure no one's looking and then blink repeatedly. So... You know, things will shift and things will get better. And But right now, I just feel like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, well, I have three hours of uh, different activities all for my doctors and at night about three hours. And it's like... And this is all for your wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all because I, I'm, I, had a, I have a computer job. That's really that's really the, the, the big takeaway is like, but, oh, yeah, you well, do who this doesn't? technology thing. Right. Well, that's and that's what he said. He yeah. said, you know, this is said so this sort of malady of the eye is the he said is the um, the most common disease. Mm-hmm. Most people have it mm-hmm. because of our technological use and uh, probably video games don't help with that either. I mean, anything you have to like focus on and not blink. So, right, and and then you you just add up this list of of regimens that you're going through to counteract the inhuman things we're doing to our to <laughs> right. our bodies. That's exactly right. Um through yeah. this stuff we've created that we, that our bodies aren't suited to. Right. Yeah. So beyond that, I just um wanted to mention because I will be talking about it next week. Uh I have an exciting thing happening this weekend. We're getting on a train, we're going to Montana. On Friday, that's great. Finally, yeah, spending the weekend and um, it has turned into quite an event because uh, Joe knows a whole bunch of um, Buddhists over in Montana, and we originally invited them out for um, some sort of meal on Monday, 
And that has turned into they a whole bunch of people are coming up to this person's house we're staying and with their campers and their dogs and spending the weekend. So it's going to be like this little mini little, mini festival. Yeah, little mini festival out there. Uh and potlucks and all sorts of things. So uh it's it's turning into and her property every time that she um she posts something from her property it's like, "Oh, you know, I saw the fox again tonight or you know, here's the antelope that's down the road or uh uh so it's going to be something else. I think it's it's like little festival in the middle of wilderness so i'm looking forward to it so i'll be reporting on that next week that is really cool yeah looking forward to that i'm glad you're finally going yeah me too me too so uh yeah that's um that's a whole topic full of follow-up that we got in there so that's about (laughs) all i had (laughs) gosh could we pad this a little more i'm just not sure we've (laughs) got enough I don't think we have Before we get into our topic. Our topic, right. Should we start the podcast now and get to our topic? Yeah, let's... Oh, have we been recording? I haven't been recording. Is this... this, Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, we'll start... We'll edit all that out and we'll start from here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out what our topic is. All right. Beyond the Porch. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) <laughs> it's beyond the porch. Back again so, for the forty seventh <laughs> time in twenty four yeah, episodes. <laughs> um, Stuff that happens did. outside of our homes. <laughs> That's right. As long as it, it's really become that category. Bit, 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 that I don't bit, know what this bit is. Catch all. I'd say. Yeah. What, what category does this fit into? Did you leave the house? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. obvious then, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, I did leave the house. I, I mentioned this last week. Um, went to a Microsoft convention, a little mini convention, uh, over two days for, uh, uh, Active Directory, um, uh, preview of some of their, the stuff they have coming up for that. So, um, I, I'll preface it by saying I actually enjoyed myself a lot. There was, uh, I would probably say not not 16 hours worth of material, but uh, there's probably <laughs> eight hours of material spread out over a couple of days with a lot of uh, sort of discussion and meeting and greeting in between there. But uh, I actually had a really good time. Um, well, after all, this content was geared toward salespeople, right? They're a little slow. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And I was in the sales. There was a technical group and a sales group, and uh, my colleague ended up in the technical group i ended up in the sales group which was kind of strange you pulled um, a short straw i did <laughs> but we didn't have to do any work we just sat around and talked and they had to do labs and things so mm-hmm. um but uh, i really enjoyed it so I, I wanted to to share some of my um <laughs> my weird thoughts about this i i don't ever go to these things so this is this is pretty new for me especially at microsoft so I, you know, I, I get to, to Microsoft and, and honestly it was pretty exciting. Um, I've never really been there other than with you, uh, mm-hmm. when we just kind of drove around and took pictures of signs and things. And, um, so I went to the visitor center and, uh, and parked and immediately on entering the building, it was clear to me that every single person knew exactly what they were doing except for me. <laughs> and not only that, there was like 
<laughs> I walked, so I walk in and I uh, walk up to the front desk and I'm, I'm just so confused. No one, there's no sign that says, please check in here or anything. There's just, I see a desk and I see a, a woman working there and I'm like, well, I, I guess I'll walk over here. And I walked over and I said, I'm, I'm here for, for training. And she looked at me <laughs> with this really condescending <laughs> look and she said, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like Com- this Ohio... Computer training? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt like this Ohio yokel or something who was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you got computers here? <laughs> so told her what I was there for and she, she got me a badge and the one... So the, the other thing that happened was I'm telling you all the ranty stuff. The content was most of it was fun, so I, I I mean I can't I can't complain. the The food was was great, and it was unlimited, so they kind of had me there because <laughs> <laughs> they're just plates and plates of of pastries and cookies and and breakfast and lunch and like oh my god this is that you just eat and they just bring more so it, they really had me unlimited coffee and um, but one of the things. And this has happened in other group settings I've been in. And I just, I want to um, to tell everyone out there who might be doing something like this. Stop playing games. Nobody likes games in these settings. Don't play these like, oh, it's, now it's time to do some team building exercises. We're going to play this fun game. You're going to love it. Everyone just groans and they're like, I, I, I can't. I don't know how I'm going to get through the next 30 minutes. We all feel that way. No one's excited. <laughs> no one wants to do it. <laughs> and the game we played was called the Cup of Knowledge. Mm-hmm. So they brought out this cup and it was a, it was actually a cool like earthenware sort of cup that said geek on it. And I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of a cool cup. And they, gave it to someone and they asked them a question about something they had, they had covered in some fine detail earlier in the day. And if you answered it correctly, you got them, you got a mug. (laughs) And if you didn't answer it correctly, you had to pass the mug on and someone else was asking another question. And that was the game. (laughs) And it, it, no one wanted to do it. It caused you to be singled out in front of everyone. Uh, And um, I was lucky enough that they ask me a technology question mm-hmm. that I knew the answer to because uh, when they had talked about it, my ears perked up and it was this interesting approach that someone had done. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I won, a, I, won the, I won a mug. So I was thrilled. Suddenly I, yeah. So I, I got home, excited, and I said to, to Joe, oh, so I, I won a mug today by, by knowing, by being smart. And it's really cool. You'll like it. And I went, I unwrapped my, my geek mug and I opened the thing up and it's a blue Microsoft mug. They bait and switched me. Now you just look like a corporate shill. Right. It was a crappy, I went to the store afterwards, $5. It's a crappy $5 Microsoft <laughs> mug. Been trying to get rid of those for, for decades probably. And she's like, well, that's, 
really? I'm like, no, this is not the mug I won. And she was like, what do you mean? It's your, it's, there it is. Like, no, they fooled me. You know, for the first moment you get in there, we, we saw the agenda at the beginning of each day and it was flashed on the screen, then it was gone. And the, the strong message is like, you are ours. <laughs> Just relax. Things are going to happen to you. <laughs> Uh, and then you'll get fed some food mm-hmm. and then, um, you'll walk out the door and then you'll be driving home thinking, what, what was that? What just, what just happened? There was a lot of talking and, and I played a game and I pretended like I was a business person and, uh, ate some food and I'm driving home. Mm-hmm. So definitely felt that way too. Um, so the, uh, the last thing I was going to share with you about this, um, that I thought you'd appreciate. Um, my favorite part of this whole thing. <laughs> well, there was two, there were two parts. The first was, it was really interesting to have actual Microsoft leaders there mm-hmm. who they would look at us and say, what do you think should be on the roadmap? And we'd say this and they'd be, walk over the roadmap and they'd put it on. You're like, Whoa, this is someone with the power to just walk over and be like, yeah, I think that's more important. Let's just shift, shift everything down. Like, whoa, it's, that was kind of cool. Like to, to be that close to a company like Microsoft or I'm sure Apple would feel the same way. And that's a very powerful motivator for engagement. Yeah, it really is to, to see them like, oh yeah, sure. We'll put that on the roadmap right now. Turn to the engineering team. Sound good guys. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Like, whoa, so that's about it. I, you know, the only other story I'll 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 quickly share is that um, it was uh, the business side was a small group, and this has also happened to me before in public. There's nothing worse than being in a small group of people, and there's really only one reason you need to leave the room, and that's to use the restroom. And if you have to do, let's say, something a little more than just uh, number one. <laughs> Everyone knows where you've been. <laughs> so I definitely had a... Why? Well, because you're gone for quite a while, and then you come back. But so, that would require somebody to have recognized you were there to begin with. Well, there are only about 10 people in the room with us. Ah. So that's the thing. If it were 100 people, it'd be different. But everyone knew everybody, and everyone... So I did have a moment where I had to play the, um, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't, I have to go. And uh, I can tell this is going to be a little while. So I'm just going to have to do this. And so I picked up my phone. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Got a thing. Yeah. Got a got a thing. Got a thing. Mm-hmm. And I walked out with my phone in my ear. Yeah, we got a thing. Yes? <laughs> There's and a fire in I the walk- data center. I got to take this call. <laughs> That's right. When I walked back in, I had my phone. I like clicked it off, put it in my pocket. And I'm like, oh, sat down. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. What are we? What are we doing now? And then, unbeknownst to you, there's surveillance cameras all over the facility, and the security <laughs> guys are. put together a little loop. Watch this guy pretend to use his phone so he can go take yeah. a shit, and they pass that yeah, around to all right. their friends. <laughs> And it's such a weird thing because it's like, who cares? Everyone everyone has to do that. But uh, I have such a thing with that, with like, oh, they're going to know what I'm doing in there. Like, what? You're not killing somebody. <laughs> it's like you're, you're, 
you're doing something that, that everyone does all day long. So it's, it's okay. But there's just this part of me that's like, I can't, I cannot let them know that I'm doing this. I must come no up with another story. My horrible right. secret. <laughs> if I can pull the fire alarm, maybe I can do that and then I can, <laughs> can get this to happen. So yeah, the, the self-consciousness when you're in a strange environment, that's uh certainly human. You, you yeah. Get, you know, you come by it honestly being a human yeah. and all. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's news. Don't beat uh, yourself up about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, my experience. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah. So you, uh, let's move on. You had to be on the porch moment. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. A brief little moment. The, um, uh, thing I had been so excited to talk about a month ago about going to this, uh, Dayton Hamvention. Mm. Oh yeah. Had ambitious plans to study the, uh, amateur radio manual questions so I could take the test and get a license to right. broadcast on amateur radio. Like this was going to be some hobby I was going to get involved in. I'm the right age to get involved in it. Everybody in this thing is definitely over 50. Um, right. They try yeah. really hard to make it a, we'll get the youth involved. You know, they want young people to get involved in, you know, not since computers is it possible to get youth inv- interested in ham radio <laughs> in any meaningful numbers. Right. <laughs> uh, so there's not a whole lot to say, to say about it because it was pretty much a, a, a letdown. Um, this is the largest um, ham radio meet in the country. It's a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but so me and my son drove out there Um Last this past weekend, and uh, the convention center it's at doesn't have any parking available because they fill the miles of parking with people with their tables selling their ham radio stuff, you know. So, uh, you have to park like at this abandoned post apocalyptic shopping mall a mile or so down the road. (laughs) So, already Uh it's weird, and you're parking your car on this abandoned strip of asphalt that's cracked and has weeds growing up through it and <laughs> and you get on a bus and they take you over to the thing and here's the thing we we I bought the tickets a month in advance they weren't expensive but it it was you know they weren't free <laughs> right and I go into the place and it's sort of like what you described you go in and there's people all in these different lines talking to people in these different and everybody seems to know what's going on and there's no clear place where you show somebody your ticket or anything (laughs) and I kept trying I tried several times to show my tickets to someone who seemed like they were part of running the thing and absolutely nobody cared (laughs) wow no ticket was required to get into this thing whatsoever well they they probably figured why else would you be here Right, right. Who's going to sneak into this? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it was like, you know, get your tickets early, kind of this feeling about it. Yeah. It's like, so you're basically, you're making a donation in advance, which is great. I'm happy to have supported it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the flea market, you know, the market, which is why we're there. My son is with me. 
were into old computer stuff. He's mostly looking for the PC game stuff he missed in the 90s. That's kind of yeah, his yeah. range. And I'm just, you know, computer stuff in general. There's a lot of eras that of stuff that I could be interested in. Um, So just from that standpoint, a chance for me and my son to go do this thing together that we both have some tangential interests in, that's a great reason. And it's worth it for that. It really was. But the market itself was a complete bust. I expected about... 50% computer stuff because I've been to smaller ham fests that were, and you'd find, you know, whole tents and giant tables full of old software and stuff and old, you know, computer components and stuff. There was like 0.00001% computer stuff at this one. And everything oh. else is just ham radio equipment. And, uh, and going along with my, goal to simplify life i just couldn't see myself engaging in this very hardware heavy hobby <laughs> yeah it's just no, i don't have the sense. bandwidth for this i don't have the space for this yeah in my life and looking at it i i really don't have the interest so <laughs> but i yeah. have to give props to my son because he he insisted on being very thorough and not wanting to give up on the place until we'd seen absolutely every table, every tent in this open market. And I, you know, I was so just, dis- I, w- I was, I wasn't saying anything, but I think he could tell that I was like, oh. Yeah. You knew the deal. You'd taken a, you'd taken a sampling mm-hmm. and could easily extrapolate what the rest of the place was going to be like. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and it was funny. We, <laughs> We found basically one small box of of old uh, DVD based video games that he rifled through a little bit. Uh, that was it. So did he? Did you didn't come home with anything? Either one of you? Um, no, no. Oh, that's too bad. Except the knowledge that we don't have to go again, <laughs> and that in itself. Is something? Is it not? Yeah. Well, that's too bad. But uh, I, I can, I can appreciate that. Um, I, I guess, I hadn't really thought about the hardware aspect of this when we talked about it before. I, and yeah, I mean, there is, there's definitely hardware. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that all this stuff could be replaced with a, um, some kind of digitizing board connected to a, an antenna. And plugged into a computer's USB port. Uh-huh. I don't think any of this equipment is necessary except the antenna. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> no, I yeah, you're probably right. And I wonder if they sense that, and so maybe they've barred the computer people from coming to their events anymore. <laughs> because if they get in there, it's just that's it's going to take over. It's just going to be everything. It's all going to be software. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it really yeah. is. It's just software. You just sample the frequency spectrum and do stuff with that data. Right. You know, so. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. You know, I'm it's, glad you had a, yeah, it, I'm glad you had a, an outing though. It's that a was life good. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, without further ado, let's, why don't we move into, um, our music segment right. that we love. Better be good. 
Music in rear view. All right. Well, back at the top of the show, we were talking about how it's finally spring. Yes. Um, I have a uh, another in a long line of hopefully ending at some point line of Columbia Special Products records. <laughs> I still love these. Okay. <laughs> I mean, why do I have so many? Was somebody that we picked up <laughs> <laughs> records from did they collect them or did they work for columbia special products i don't know that's it's weird that's a good question hmm uh this one is brought to us by the scotts company maker yes. of lawn care products uh it's called the music of spring volume two hmm. i did some searching i could not find reference to volume one anywhere and actually very little about volume two. For example, I don't have any idea what year this is from. Oh. It's not listed anywhere on the sleeve or the record itself. It's not listed in the uh, in the Discogs entry for the record. But I'm guessing it's uh, early to mid-60s. Wow, maybe it's timeless. Maybe it's from the future. And I'll read a bit of the description here. It says... Uh, the Music of Spring, Volume 2, brings you a lighthearted collection of sentimental songs and Broadway ballads in performances as buoyant and invigorating as a seasonal breeze. Oh. Is a seasonal breeze invigorating? Yeah. It's kind of strange. <laughs> Never really been invigorated if I want to take a nap from, from seasonal breeze, but I've been invigorated by it, but okay. So possibly apropos of... Uh, of being disoriented by a new environment. This first song is uh, going to be sung by Tony Bennett, and it's called Stranger in Paradise. And he does one of these uh, openings, which I thought was a uh, just a comedy bit, but he's doing it straight-faced. Give this a listen. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We have some wonderful Broadway songs for you, ladies and gentlemen, through the years. There have been so many beautiful songs written by so many wonderful people. Take my hand I'm a stranger in paradise All lost in the wonderland A stranger if I stand starry that's a danger in paradise for mortals who stand beside an angel like you So, is he for real? Yeah, I, I you know, that's... has a more obvious statement ever been stated? <laughs> Let's listen to that opener one more time. All right. Thank you so much. We have some wonderful Broadway songs for you, ladies and gentlemen. Through the years, there have been so many beautiful songs written by so many wonderful people. 
Yes, Tony, there have. <laughs> I'm like, this, I swear to God, this is a Steve Martin bit. <laughs> <laughs> or like a like a Bill Murray lounge singer thing. That's kind of what exactly, it, you know. exactly. And and all I've seen is the parodies of that. I I didn't yeah. know the source material was so close to the parody. Yeah, so. I think and I think from what I've known, I mean Tony Bennett's really right up there, in right the, up there in the sort of schmarminess <laughs> factor. But he's, obviously, he's a beautiful, got a beautiful voice. Plays, makes beautiful music. But uh, yeah. He's written some beautiful songs by a lot of beautiful artists. Well, he hasn't. Years, no, so. he just sings them. Oh, but, um, he just sings them, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I, that was pretty... Talk about feeling I, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to... Another talk about feeling weird. Um, what is going on with the cover of this? Oh, you've got... A, it's a yard, a very nice manicured yard up close, mm-hmm. and you've got to... Uh, is she okay? Oh, I think she's fine. She might be a little, mm. a little, a little simple, maybe a little touched, but she's <laughs> a, a, a young girl, probably ten or eleven years old, laying with her head on her hands in the grass, and there's what looks like a, uh, what, whatever would have stood in for compositing or photoshopped a uh, little bunny <laughs> rabbit, like yes. within inches of her of her hands. Yeah. Um. And the bunny rabbit doesn't really seem to be to scale to me. It didn't to me either. <laughs> I think it's a. Is that I don't maybe know what, what you're reacting to? Um, yeah, the whole thing just looks a little strange. It just it looks like this. This rabbit looks. It's this very very tiny teeny. But but it looks like it doesn't look like a baby rabbit. No. See, that's what makes me think that they. This is you know composited in. They yeah, cut out I a rabbit it, and pasted it on the on this picture. Yeah. Um and uh but it's really it's, oh make the bunny smaller. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened. But uh I it doesn't look like she's very invigorated by the summer spring breezes. Looks like she's a little like I said, little sleepy. Little sleepy. Maybe little some sleepy poppies in that breezes. field. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, Speaking of that, please. you know this this next one's a little trippy. This is uh, Bobby Hackett playing uh, "Cherry Bobby Pink Hackett. and Apple Blossom White" is the name of the song, and uh, I think we'll be playing this intro more than once as well too. But uh, <laughs> okay, uh, listen to what happens in the beginning of this song. All right. sound like he's okay either <laughs> no it's like <laughs> it sounds like those problems we used to have early on when we were recording our podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it's really Uh-oh. happening and 
Um, okay, let me play that opening riff again. Yes. <laughs> it does. It did he, something has happened. Did he have a very special trombone built that was extra long, and have maybe I, somebody else pull? Because it's like he's pulling that thing out even farther than a human's arm would reach. Yeah. Now the it's like a four octave range. <laughs> the the crazy thing is he plays the cornet, <laughs> so he's playing a trumpet to do that. I something has happened. Something is wrong. Yeah. With his trumpet or himself. And it, it, it's um, it's like um it kind of reminds me like the first time people heard Eddie Van Halen do eruption and he goes <laughs> right. That's what this reminded me of except it's obviously yeah. 20 30 but, years earlier. But kind of trippy, yeah. huh? Yeah, that is uh that is trippy. Um, I wonder if people really like that sound, but uh, it was, I've never wow. heard anything like it played on a. And he repeated it, so it wasn't like maybe um, it was a signature move. He wasn't actually having a stroke at the beginning of the song and then recovered because <laughs> yeah. he was able to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. Unless he's maybe he has narcolepsy and he just right. That's yeah. what I. That's I thought I can relate to that. I don't know. I don't know what that's like. exactly. Yeah, yeah. See more so, naps. But yeah, very uh, very trippy spring music there. Yeah, it's good stuff though. Mm-hmm. So I've been. Um, I don't think Volume One exists, which is uh, interesting. I don't. I've been looking for it. I, I don't think there ever was a Volume <laughs> One, which makes this even more mysterious. <laughs> we'll keep our eyes peeled. We're gonna have to keep on the lookout for that. Yeah, because you need the whole set. You know, got to get them all. Yeah. So it's probably best that we uh, stop this close this nonsense. thing up. Stop yeah. this nonsense. Let people know how they can contact us to tell us maybe something we should talk about. Yes, please. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if if someone actually wrote and told us something they were interested in hearing us talk about? Well, William, they can't if you don't tell them how. Oh, maybe I've just never told them. Uh, well. You can, um, if you want to tell us how, you can email us at podcast at upandovercast.com. Uh, and if you want to uh, peruse through our uh, show notes and uh, take a look at episodes and things like that. I was almost going to say if you want to subscribe, but by listening to this, they already have. So uh, if you want to peruse our show notes, you can go to upandovercast.com or you can go over to our, our fancy Facebook page, uh, Facebook uh, slash up and overcast. All right. Mm. So spring is finally here. It is. Now, do you, there's a lot of people have rituals about things. Uh, we've talked a little mm-hmm. about ritual in this podcast, but do you have a favorite spring ritual? I I do. Uh, in line with the, some of the things we're talking about, my favorite spring ritual is kind of testing out the springs on my couch because I plan to nap a lot during the summer.
know, William, mm. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I've been listening to podcasts for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we yeah. have just recorded the worst podcast ever. We did it. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. It's going to make us a fortune. <laughs> so I take it you didn't like that podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm i pretty good at somewhere picking up subtleties. Somewhere, somewhere around hour three or four, it struck me that this might be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> and welcome to hour four of Up and Overcast. I'm your host, William Cooper. Tonight, we are going to be exploring the amazing history of masking tape. You may ask yourself, when exactly was masking tape invented? Well, masking tape was invented in 1925 by 3M employee Richard Drew. Drew observed auto body workers growing frustrated when they removed butcher paper. They taped cars. They were painting. Turns out that strong adhesive uh, peel off some of the paint and touching up the damaged areas will just increase the cost. So Drew realized he needed a tape with a gentler adhesive. Coming up in hour five, we will be discussing staples. What are they? What can they do for you? 